Hello, and welcome to Into Deep. Coming at you from Melbourne, Australia, I'm your host, Jack Rowland. This is a podcast where I talk to creatives and creative thinkers who have gone past the point of no return with their interests and endeavours. We're coming in hot with a conversation with Anton Perry, who is in fact a flat earther. The flat earth theory is a conspiracy theory where its followers believe the earth is not a globe, but a flat plane, and that we have been lied to about this fact by the powers that be. I myself am not a flat earther, but I've had the conversation, so you don't have to. Enjoy episode one of In Too Deep. All right, welcome to Into Deep, episode one. I'm here with my dear friend, Anton Perry, who we've been friends since high school, since we've been 13 years old. Hi, Anton. Hello. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. Great. It's a pretty beautiful day today. Pleasure to be here. Yeah. It's a lovely day. Yeah, the weather is really uh, coming up nicely at the moment. We are in sunny uh, St Kilda at uh, my friend Ben's house. Thank you, Ben, for allowing us to record here. But um, yeah, the reason I've got you here, Anton, is I wanted to start the show off to a bit of a bang, and I thought, what better uh, way than to address the flat Earth theory? It's a good one. Are you a flat Earth, flat Earther? Oh yeah, yeah. I may as well be. Yeah, yeah sure. Um, what do you mean you may as well be? Um, I, I argue it, and I essentially believe it. Um, essentially believe it? Yeah. I mean, um, as far as a, a belief goes, I, yep. don't, I wouldn't say that I know it. But I, I roll around with the, that being my ideology, basically, yeah. That already seems like a pretty reasonable way to <laughs> go about it. Not 100% concrete. But anyway, first, cheers. Cheers. Nice one. Um, all right, well, I kind of see like uh, Flat Earthers is a bit like a snow leopard. Everyone kind of talks about them. Who are these people? What are they like? How can anyone believe this? But not many people actually know one. I feel like I'm lucky enough to actually have one uh close to me so um i just thought i'd start off by asking you if you could just give me a rundown of what you think flat earth theory is and where because i know there's a lot of disputes of the specifics within the flat earth community so what's your understanding of the flat earth theory um how do i understand it well it's just it's well, just it's, explain it like yeah it's yeah. it's questioning um you know, it's, apply, it's applying creativity and cynicism and all of that sort of stuff to the scientific method and um, rigorously double-checking everything, realising that, you know, science has its own, um, you know, through the, the publishing of papers and things, has its own little in-circle, it's in-clique. You know, in Australia you have scientists complaining that they have deadlines in order to come up with a... A thesis, so they just kind of have to write something. It's not necessarily true, but then it gets peer reviewed, and then it's held as, you know, something which is dogma. Mm-hmm. And, and flat Earth is something which uh, allows people to become aware of that, and they start using strange little culty terms like uh, scientism and stuff, and they start othering That's the a science flat Earth groups. Term. Yeah, yeah. That's something that came out of. <clears throat> looking at science as though it was portrayed as a religion with blind faith. Right. But it sounds like the way you're describing flat earth theory uh, at the very start, you know, rigorously double checking everything, that sounds like science. Like your the, the the approach, that sounds like the scientific method to me. Rigorously double checking, trying to find holes in everything, that's that would be the scientific uh, approach. Yeah. But yeah. there's a resistance to science, correct? 
there's a resistance to science as a business. So which, the, which, the structure which, of it sees it sees that you know um, science is not always um, got no one. It's got no hidden agenda. That that is largely understood. Whereas here we're saying it's not necessarily a large scale conspiracy, but if you have lots and lots of little things, like you have a hundred people in five years who are writing papers that they didn't really want to write, that they were writing just because they had a deadline, um, it starts to develop a something where you're sort of like, okay, so there's large swathes of the scientific literature that you can throw out. You know, it's largely useless to us. It sounds like you don't like the uh, institutions, not actual science, though. Oh, yeah. No, we love science. Right. Science is great. Which we just think that they're doing bad science. Okay, well, if you love science, that brings us to the nitty-gritty <laughs> of what exactly is the flat earth model then? And why do you why does the flat earthers deny the scientific model of the globe earth and everything that goes with that? Um, yeah, well, there isn't really a flat earth model that everyone comes to agreement on. And yeah, I've noticed. Which is, which is part of why it gets ridiculed so easily. The most obvious one is that basically we're in a, a, a snow globe kind of shape, a disc with a kind of semicircle globe over it. Yeah, that's the, the, the first thing that comes to mind if you were to start thinking about it. Mm. Come up with the idea of like a, a, yeah, a disc, as you say, with a dome over the top. But and the dome would just be the atmosphere. Yeah, or something solid, maybe. Something solid, maybe. Maybe. Yeah, I mean, I don't know, but. Mm. Uh, so why, um, <clears throat> why? I mean, people do know, as far as uh, conventional science goes. Um, why do you disbelieve that? Why? What? 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 What got you into like the whole dis, like distrust of the, the model. To well, begin with. Oh, the first thing was um, someone had messed with the YouTube algorithms and they'd put WikiLeaks before the the thing Flat Earth. Mm. So back when WikiLeaks was a really big thing, you would just type in WikiLeaks or whatever to YouTube and it would come up with a bunch of taglines and one of them was Flat Earth and I thought, no way, there's no way that could be. So I clicked on it and it ended up being just a comedian who was an artist who was just saying... I, you know, you can't tell the difference between a, a hyper-realistic painter like Cesar Centender or whatever mm-hmm. who's pa- painting like a room. You can't ta- tell the difference between that and a photo. So why would you be able to tell the difference between that and something you've never seen before? You know what I mean? Right. And that, and that was a very interesting and you, and just existential your... question. Regardless yeah. of what you know about anything, you sort of have to sit back and say, right, well, I haven't seen it myself. Therefore, what I have to take is some someone's face value, yeah. And they start looking at the, you know, the pictures, if you will, and they, yeah, you start getting into that whole pictures of what, dirty mess of, you know, well, the the idea is that um, flat earthers claim that there's only one picture of the Earth from outer space as a as a full ball. Yep, <clears throat> that would be the. Hold on, I wrote it down. I did a little bit of homework for this one. <laughs> <laughs> um, that would be... A blue the, marble. Uh, well, Earthrise was before blue marble. Right, okay. So that was taken 
1968 by the Apollo 8 crew. Right. And then Blue Marble was um, Apollo 17 in 1972. Yeah, Earthrise not considered to be a picture of the full ball. Because there's shadow or...? Yeah, because it's blocked off by what is allegedly the moon. But, right. So, like, um, we've only got one one photo in all of NASA's archives which they claim to be a, an unaltered photograph. Yep. So that's not saying that they don't have other what they call images. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's where, yeah, that's a, that's its own little nitty-gritty thing that people get into. Yeah, and it's one is, of the first things. This seems to be a big uh, part of the, like, in my going down the rabbit hole, uh, a big part of the Flat Earth well, initial argument is uh, that images are not photos. They're, they're composite creations by NASA. <clears throat> yeah, so if I take um, 30 different photos of your face from 30 different angles with a tunnel view where it's mm. only seeing like one picture will see your left eyeball, the other one will see your right eyeball, and we take them from all different angles, we could strap together a, like a perfect representation of your face, but right. it wouldn't be a photo of your face. Right. Yeah. Do you think there's reasons they make those composite images? Well, they, they claim that the scale is simply so big that they couldn't um, do it in one shot, mm. so they have to strap it together. Also, things like how many clouds would be covering the countries. Yeah, so they claim their they're, photos. They're, so there's a lot of logistical issues. Yeah. yeah. So you do see the legitimacy of composite images, right? Because um, a while ago we, are, we had a debate about this and you did not. Well, I, I don't consider them to be photos, right? But I do, I do see them as you know, they have little pockets of correct data. But right. I don't necessarily think that when they're strapped together, that they would be representative of the whole. Like okay. we should, we should have hundreds of photos of the Earth. So far, you sound pretty, pretty rational and reasonable. <laughs> yeah, we should have hundreds of the photos of the Earth from space. As far as I'm concerned, you walk into train stations you should just have oh look they're on the screen next to the train timetable we can see our earth from the ISS 24-7 live feed in 7-elevens like why not um maybe advertising people would want to put advertising yeah, people, there instead people could pay for <laughs> advertising that'd be great I mean why not so when you start to ask why are these photos not so readily available why you know um, well, they're difficult to get. Yeah, very difficult. But I think when we start talking about space force, you know, militarizing space so that we can be weaponized against other planets, planets and <coughs> domination of Earth as a whole, you know, with Donald Trump's space farce, you know, that kind of stuff. Yep. You start to sort of think, all right, okay, let's take a step back. Can I just have a photo first before you start militarizing the entire thing? But we've got a photo. Well, one, which means that we've got nothing to cross-reference it with. From an amateur perspective, mm. you've got nothing to cross-reference it with. So you need... But we've got many, many images, which uh, look the same Only as one photo. Yeah, well, yeah, that's what they tell us. But, we've also, I mean, but we've also got maps that check out, you know. So, like, I mean, in terms of the, the how the countries would look, they check out because we have maps and we can walk and drive those boundaries. Um, you've got the blue that surrounds, which we can see, which is the um, the sea. Uh, and then the photos, the two photos that we have um, show that the Earth is a circle, at least. Um, and all the science would also point to the fact that it's a sphere. So, like, what do you, like... Well, it depends. Like, which science? You want to... 
get started on this. This is what's really complicated about it because it's hard to talk to a layman because not only do you have to have a knowledge of all of the science as it is conventionally spoken, which is what you would consider to be genius level if you were to understand like eight to ten different sciences in one. Yep. You have to understand the conventions and then you have to understand something which challenges it as well and then be able to poke, poke holes in it. So you're already limiting yourself to who has that kind of time, yeah, you know, and who's going to be able to be smart enough to be able to work it out. Okay, so there are there are you know. quite a few easy tests we we can kind of do ourselves though, right? Well, not really. I mean, it was pretty difficult. You've got people like Einstein who is pretty well revered in scientific community, Haven't and he heard was of he was saying that it not was, familiar with his work. Yeah, he was saying that. There's no, he's quoted as saying it's impossible to measure if the earth is spinning or not. There's no way of proving it. Because of relativity. Yeah, according to relativity, if you're on the sun and you're looking at earth, well, it looks like the earth is going around you. But if you're on the earth and you're looking at the sun, it looks like the sun is going around you. It's relative to one another. So, And there's not an experiment you could prove on the surface of either planetary body to prove which one is going around which. I would have thought there would be many, 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 many. Like that's, uh, yeah, that's part of the assumption. Just, just through obs- observing planet paths um, and, and math... Like, yeah, sorry, might have to plead my ignorance here. I don't know the how to do all that. But, um, you know, the mathematics of, I mean, seasons, the Earth revolving once a day. Yep. These um, things can all be explained without without um, without the Earth going around the Sun, without it being a so. You think the Earth solar is the center of the universe? Or? I don't think that it can be proven either way. That's what I mean. When science says, um, "What about rocket ships?" We know this. It's sort of like, well, how come there isn't an experiment to prove that the Earth is going around the Sun? So well, if, if if the theory of general relativity is stating that it could be relative to either and mm-hmm. therefore it cannot be proven, why is everyone so gung-ho about saying, well, we go around the sun because it's a solar system, you know, which there's a whole avenue of flat earth, which um, I tend to try and avoid, but it revolves around, because it sounds pretty crazy, but it revolves around the idea that we're living in like a secret sun cult, which I find really interesting. And there's actually a bit more to it than one would first imagine there to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, basically, you know, the idea. Akhenaten, the first Egyptian king, realises he got got 100,000 different gods. So he says, everyone to shut up, worship the sun. And from there, you've got basically a cult which has developed from that and been maintaining itself throughout the ages. And Okay. Yeah. She's still there today, you know, like the Illuminati or whatever. So I guess, I guess, um, I mean, even bringing up like the ancient Egyptian sun cult thing that you are, I guess there has to be, it's fair to say that you have to have a bit of an understanding of many other conspiracy theories before you decide Flat Earth is legit. Yeah, Flat Earth is an interesting one because you can't... It's a conspiracy theorist's conspiracy theory. Yeah, you you almost um, don't want to start off there. You want to end, you want to end up there after you've done other conspiracy theories right so i'm i'm gonna go on a limb here uh the moon landing was faked we, obviously yeah i mean as a flat earther you would have to maintain that the moon landing was faked. have we gone to space uh, no 
I don't even think that... So you, you kind of have to take all this as fact before you can even really explain. So, I mean, what I'm saying is if all those things you take as fact as, as wrong and lies... Or not even lies. Um, like, I'm very cautious to ascribe the word lies because I think a lot of the time people aren't lying. They honestly believe it. They just haven't haven't um, been able to consider the ulterior. But if just we didn't go to the moon, that would have had to have been a lie. That doesn't necessarily mean that everyone involved in right, it right, would right. be lying. Yep. Like, for example, my uncle was involved in uh, NASA. Um, he was involved in developing art of, you know, what's builders AI, which is if you get down to the nitty gritty, he was involved in developing the motion sensor technology, mm-hmm. which they build that as AI because it's sensory. You know, it's taking something from the outside world and putting that into like a neuronal pathway, and then it makes the robot press a button or go left or right. So it's just a motion sensor, but they that was the beginning of AI. It was a machine using... Like a remote control using your senses yeah, instead of your yeah. thumbs. So he was, he was okay. involved in developing that kind of technology. Now, I have conversations with him, and he sort of says, so what, do you think I'm in, a, in on faking it? And I'm like, well, no, I don't think you're in on faking it. I mean, at the end of the day, you were just a guy looking at a screen developing something in a you know mm. a backyard just because right. there's a black hole project on um a black hole for the money to disappear doesn't mean that there's no technology being developed just, right just means that it's a you know a what, lot a where the money reason. is going where it's not actually you okay know, yeah sure like a black market money thing yeah well, like so yeah you don't have to have each individual who's involved in the space program being be, some Machiavellian right, scrubbing right. their hands going, ha we tricked them this time. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but, but I mean, you'd have to think if they're dedicating their life to the field, they'd be able to find the holes in it closer sooner than a than a than a YouTuber. So I don't mean to demean yeah, no, the, that's the, fine. your sources. That's but fine. That's I mean, fine. M- most of these people that upload these videos are not scientists. They're people asking questions, which is great, which is awesome. But um, I mean, why, why do you believe them? Because it has to be seen at some point to any reasonable person that the pe- that the people involved in um, uh, those space programs, like you take India for example, they mm-hmm. recently just um, nearly landed on the moon a uh, rover, mm-hmm. but it failed. Now you can watch. Did it get to the moon? I didn't really follow. No, that story. no, just missed, just missed uh, in its orbit. No or people on it. No, no people. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you can watch the entire live stream of it. it the control room is people looking at screens mm-hmm. with numbers on the screen, mm-hmm. and the numbers tell them data, but they can't see it with their own eyes. And this is what we're there's saying. Tele- there's you, telescopes. You could have all of that telemetry data being fudged and they don't know because they're just looking at a screen that'd be a pretty big job not really that'd be quite easy to do because they they want to believe it and that's where the whole claim of it's becoming a religious belief is there's no actual hard science and experimentation to back it up i feel like that's a really simplified way really simplified way of talking about all their jobs um you know they're just looking at screens they're just crunching numbers. 
um, and they want to believe it. I mean, it's kind of the same thing that could be said for a flat earther, right? You want to believe that there's a conspiracy far more interesting than the model we've got. Oh, I wouldn't say that I came to flat earth wanting it. I wouldn't say that about many people who I discuss who agree with it. They, not many of them want it, you know. But, okay, <laughs> as, as, as a former conspiracy theorist, which I, I don't really think I am anymore, but I used to believe in some pretty out there stuff, um, probably like, you know, five, six years ago. Um, it's very exciting to be uh, feeling like you're in the know when the general population are kind of going along with it. It kind of makes you feel a little... Uh, you're special. Yeah, a little special, I'm you know? Special. I'm a special feel, boy. Yeah, yeah. I'm a, I'm a special makes feel, boy. Makes you feel smart as well. Makes you feel uh, kind of exciting because, like, all of a sudden you're like in this Indiana Jones. Uh, yeah, kind us of versus narrative. them. Yeah, and you know, you're another. That's you're another through the gaps while other people can't. Th- that's another thing which, personally, for me, I I really enjoy flat Earth because the end goal is wonderful. I mean, I'm a revolutionary. I want there to be a revolution. I make no qualms about it. If I can convince everyone that they've been lied to about the shape of the Earth revolution is just around the corner so you know mm. i enjoy that aspect of it and stoking the fires in that regard but, um, uh, if we could just go back to the nitty-gritty of what what are we on what exactly like what's your physical oh, okay. model of so, what what are we on so my understanding my personal mm-hmm. understanding is that you basically have a meeting of two temperature fields okay. so you have in space um well, in this, if you imagine your skin, underneath your skin is the blood. It's hot, mm-hmm. and above the skin is gaseous and mm-hmm. air. Mm-hmm. And the skin itself is like um, those two atmospheres colliding together to create a thick barrier that separates the two. Mm-hmm. And basically, uh, you dig down, you get hot liquid magma. You go up, you get cold gas. And we live on like a crust that has been developed where those two atmospheres are colliding together with some kind of... So we kind of live on a on a 2D plane. I, I refer to it as a plane, yeah, I try to. Mm. Is it infinite? I like to think of it as infinite because I, I think that provides an end goal towards there being a conspiracy towards uh, there being, you know... Why would you want to lie about it being a ball? And the only reason that I've ever been able to come up with as any kind of motivation is that you're hiding land. You know? So you think there's more land that the powers that be are hiding from people? Yeah. Which so that like, would be the answer to another question, what's the motivation for this? Yeah, you have, um, you have the British monarchy, the empire. They're expanding rapidly. They... The British Empire they, expanding rapidly. They they spread. No, I'm talking in history. Oh, they okay. they they spread to. They have a revolt, and uh, some of the taxpayers of Britain uh, revolt and go to America, where they don't have to pay taxes. And basically, I think the the ruling elites of the world, the monarchs of the world, the banking elites of the world of that time, um, saw that happening and did not like it. They were not a fan of the creation of a of a people's republic. And they were going to use their powers to never let it happen again. And they thought, you know, one of the ways to do that would be to... If they're hiding land, why are they still living in England? 
the royal family. Well, any of the elites. Why do we have anything to do with them? Why do we, why are they even in our realm? Why are that like, you know, wouldn't That's they a good just question? That's why wouldn't a good they question. just put up some big walls and go to the better land? Well, maybe their cousins are. <laughs> I don't know. That's a good question, though. Like, why aren't they there? They do. Why, why t- do they do tend to visit them? a lot. Yeah. You have the Pope visiting. Yeah. You have Al Gore visiting. You have you know them constantly visiting Antarctica. So I mean, I can't see what the big hullabaloo about needing to go to Antarctica is. Remember the Trump election? I mean, nothing to do with the election, but for some reason, Joe Biden and all of the the upper echelon of American politics starts flying down to Antarctica for. Don't know about this couple of pictures here of and there. You've got the royal family constantly do it, taking like make a wish kids there. So you talk about the upper elites that they are the only ones going there. You know, they're the only ones going there without any checks and balances. You and I can't go there. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I didn't know that a lot of the elites were going to Antarctica. Haven't yeah. You? Prince Harry, you know, they all go there quite regularly. It's quite weird. You start <laughs> looking at it, it's like archaic shit of you know, peasants behind the fence. Well, that's all news to me. How, um, <laughs> how, can, how can people uh, verify that for people? Just Google how many times has uh, Prince Harry uh, visited uh, the South Pole? Okay. How many times has, um, what's the other one's name? you got Prince Harry and Prince... Uh, um, fuck, I don't know. <laughs> what's his name again? The ugly one. Yeah, Prince Harry's the Nazi one. <laughs> he dressed as a Nazi at a party. Okay, yeah, not yeah. the Nazi. Well, that's one. how it will be remembered. And then you got the other, the more mature one is going to be handed all the William way. Prince William. William, yeah, that's, it, that's yeah. it. He he's he goes there all the time with like sick kids. All the time. I mean, if you look in the past ten years, he would have been there at least five times. <laughs> really? I reckon off the top of my head, right. I could be okay. wrong on that one. <laughs> okay, but he goes there a lot more than I do. Yeah, and I don't see the point for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I did have a, some uh, some things I want to run by you on Antarctica because I know that that's a point. Oh, Antarctica's the big smoking gun. Even if you're not a flat earther. Okay, no, fuck it. We'll just go there now since we're on the topic. Antarctica's um, the... Yeah. Why, why is Antarctica so... Uh, for the flat earthers? Um, so the, um, it's such a key part of it. Is, is it a big outward ice wall around us or is it a one small little spot? Uh, yeah, so the general consensus of most flat earthers is that Antarctica forms... Um, if you were to represent the earth on a flat map yep even if it is a ball mm-hmm. if you were to represent it on a flat map you would have to have uh, one of the poles stretched yeah to be an outer ring mm-hmm. right? um, a commonly and well-known video you know like source image is the un flag if, so, if someone wants to bring that up so they can have a visual aid. And it just basically puts Antarctica on the out, outer ring of the, the Earth as a ball stretched out to be a flat disk. Right. And that's what flat earthers believe that the landmass of Antarctica has been distorted in order to hide, you know, whatever it is that they're hiding. More land or... Wait, I'm, I'm a bit confused. It, it's distorted on a map because the map is a flat thing and they need to stretch it out. Yeah, so therefore the measurements of Antarctica would be way off. 
but that's to not the, to the point where a two scale you, map though that would that, I mean maps kind of acknowledge that that's not that's just a yeah so the, yeah they call it an azimuthal equidistant projection uh, that's the technical term it's basically you're just stretching something at the northern point but if you, but if you look at a, a, a flat map that doesn't have this model where it's completely stretched they they often are kind of in these curved triangular cutouts. So if you were to cut that out, you could actually turn it into a ball. That's what maps used to kind of look like. Yeah, you got. So those you only just have tiny little corners of these points. Which yeah, and they don't really. They don't, they're, they're really complicated for your brain to look at. Well, that's they? why they made the simpler version. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, wait, flat Earth is a basing of this ice wall on that simpler version of a map. It, it basically came from yeah that question. They're basically just saying, look at the UN flag. Oh my God, Antarctica's the outer ring. I just, and I then don't know what the UN flag looks like. I'm just going to Google it. UN that's all good. Flag. Yep. Keep going. Sorry. But yeah, the the idea is that that. Oh yep. That um. Let's see there. Yep. Got Australia over here. So you've got a little, the UN flag. It's blue and white. You've got a map of the Earth from the North Pole looking down, and it, you've got some um, leaves either side of it. Yeah, and interestingly, you got the Earth broken up into thirty-three different sections, like the Freemasons. Okay. Just, just interestingly, just wanted to throw that in there. It's nothing officially to do with the Freemasons, but <laughs> yep. it is broken up into thirty-three different sections. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sure, um, sure. Um, okay, so I mean, to me, that's so that, that's the basic point too. When flat Earthers say that's what I be- seems like rubbish, what, though. That's right? what I basically believe in. I don't necessarily see that as nonsense no but if it's based on a map that was just made to simplify people understanding where the countries are positioned and they like it's acknowledged that that's not how the world is and then they base a theory based on hey look this south pole is really long stretched yeah. it must be really long that doesn't seem like a good starting point that's for a not theory. a good starting point but it is regardless where it started okay where it ended up is people doing good research so they found out things like captain cook who was the first, you know, person to go around Antarctica? Mm-hmm. Now he went around the North Pole. Mm-hmm. Took him, I think, three months to go around the entirety of the North Pole. Right. He did the same at the South Pole, but it took him six years. Okay. And he charted how long he was going, just like eighty thousand miles compared to something like twenty, which makes much. Was he more following s- the coastline? Or? Yeah. So that makes much more sense that he was going around a much, much, much larger landmass, which would almost be one that was encompassing the entirety of the world. The other thing is, when you talk about um, the explorers of old, you've never got could anyone... Could have not lost? Possibly. Possibly could have got lost. Bad weather. There's Terrible so many, weather. So um, many things to look at. Also navigation down by the Yeah, which is why we say let's, let's do it again. Let's do it again without the UN. Let's just let private individuals do it themselves, just like Captain Cook did back in the day. That's kind of what we want, a mm-hmm. return to the old scientific method where it isn't safeguarded by um, degrees, university institutions. Right. It's open to the common man. But private people have gone to the South Pole. Who? Who's private? Who's been uh, to the South Colin Pole? O'Brady? Colin O'Brady. December 26, 2018, uh, became the first person to cross the landmass of Antarctica, solo and unsupported. Mm. 
Did he? Um, do you have a uh, like a a map of where he went? Yeah, yeah. I was actually going to point that because yeah. I don't think you're going to like it. He kind of went in and then out at like a quarter, like a kind of a ninety degree angle. Yeah, they don't they don't so ever he, go across in a straight line. It's pretty mm-hmm. fucking big though, man. Yeah, across like, the Ross Ice Shelf, I imagine. I don't I don't know the geography of Antarctica. Antarctica. Yeah, yeah I know. But, it's a um, weird one to know. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, let's have a quick look. Sorry, try not to get too bogged down in the YouTubing. Um, O'Brien, Antarctica. Antarctica. But yeah, um, then you've got just all the things that surround Antarctica. You've got the Antarctic Treaty, whereby you've got Russia and America and North Korea and China and everyone agreeing to not be involved in Antarctica at all. And that's a very odd thing. Could that not be for environmental reasons? Well, I, think I don't that know. was kind of it. So he kind of came in on this narrow section of Antarctica, went to the South Pole and then came out where there was another narrower section. Right. So, you know, I mean, he trekked in there and he trekked out. He's almost coming back the same way he came in. No, he's not. If you look at the entirety of this, like, come on, he's going there's a difference of about 15 degrees in how he's coming out. Why not go in a straight line? It's half nine, about a 45 degree, you're right, but still. Uh, well, because if you went in a straight line, there's a, a fuckload of land there. Yeah, but no one's ever done it before. Well, for obvious reasons though, right? I don't know. No one's ever done it before. Terrible conditions, um, survival, I'd be tempted to do it. But Why don't you? Well, I'm not allowed. Well, he was. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he was allowed. Uh, again, I haven't looked into him, mm. but my gem- I've, ge- I've had to develop, as you can see, like a, yep. like a, a checklist. Okay, how did he go in? You know, yep. And have to start memorizing the maps. Well, he things. documented it all on Instagram, I found out by Googling him. <clears throat> so you can actually go on his Instagram account and um, see the whole training and him going and doing it. Right. But, um, you know, yeah, again, uh, if you're questioning the validity of everything, I mean, he could just be an implant, right? <laughs> well, that would be the idea, yeah, that he would yep. be... Um, a made-up story. Or he's a genuine explorer. This is, again, mm. how you get it without it being a conspiracy. He goes in and, they, they, and they've planned to go in a straight line. Yep. And then he's got people on the radio and they just say bad weather conditions you're going to have to do a 45 degree turn to the right and come out that way oh, I feel like he's he, not going to be the just... first person to know about the weather conditions yeah alright okay there. but I'm just saying it, it's yep. not necessarily that he's involved in oh I'm going to hide it from them but yeah, yeah. you know he's one man alone easily manipulated sure we'd, we'd like to get hundreds why is it always one person alone why, why can't we get people who hate each other who are arguing why can't we get in the spirit of Columbus you know mm. and have uh, some hollow earther who thinks there's an entrance to some subterranean cavern with aliens have him there versus a, a ball earther who's a conventional guy who says no it's just Antarctica versus a but flat earther probably why not have most, fun with it science is supposed to be fun you know they're saying no 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 we're controlling it most and of those people are keyboard warriors though they just sit on their computer and ram- ramble about their theories without doing much. So, mm. I mean, it's easy to say, no, it's not, you know, sorry. 
No, fair enough. uh, You're going to be able to find one. Sorry, the only reason I say that is because I used to really, really go down the rabbit hole on conspiracy theories. And um, when I picked one to really properly research, I kind of met the people that were making those videos that I was so glued to. And I wasn't impressed. Yeah. Uh, they were kind of almost schizo, like bit lost. paranoid, very paranoid, very untrusting of everything. Like, and the, and the, the infighting of their groups is very. Um, oh yeah, that's they really, start thinking about each watch. other. Are, yeah, are, yeah. Are implants from the CIA, and you're like, well, you guys doesn't matter who we're talking about. You'll just think everyone is out to get you. out to get you, yeah. and and you're yeah. just making videos. So when I kind of started to realize that these are the people that are putting together these PowerPoint presentations on. YouTube, I kind of, I don't know, started just listening to people I respected a bit more. Like, yeah. 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 Um, I mean, that, saying, that being said, I respect the shit out of you, Anton, and that's why I'm enjoying this conversation. Word. But, um, We've run out of beer. Go grab one. Yeah. Um, I'll ask the question and you run and grab a beer, but just listen. So I'll keep talking. <laughs> so back to the physicality of the flat earth. Um, if... We're on an infinite plane. What is the sun? What is the sun? What is the moon? Why is there day and night? Why are there seasons? Um, but maybe we could just start with the obvious, what is the sun? And he's back. Did you hear the question? Yeah. <clears throat> um, we do not like these kinds of questions because <laughs> they're very difficult because... And this is one of the things that's really hard. When you say, oh, I don't believe in that, I think that's a lie, you're expected to magically have the answer to everything. Just because, you know, one can say, well, I think they're lying about um, the, the amount of real estate. Doesn't necessarily mean that I can start telling you what the sun is and all of that sort of stuff. But I, personally, just while we're here, I go with Eric Dollard on that one. And who's, if you're what, someone what does who, Mr. Dollard say? if you're if you're someone who likes to research really crazy ideas that end up making a lot more sense than you would like them to, and you're listening to this, look up Eric Dollard. There's a brilliant documentary on him called The Shredded Messiah about all these people who invested money in this man um, because he told everyone he could get them free energy and how they all lost their homes and stuff. It was very interesting stuff. Um, but, yeah, he is basically saying that the sun is a converter. So it's, it's, it's not um, burning anything. The, the, the surface of the sun is burning, but the interior, once you go past the surface, is not burning at all. It couldn't be because it would have gone out a long time ago. That's basically what he's saying. Is it a sphere? Yes, he he would say that it is, yes. I would say that I cannot confirm that, but I've no reason to not believe that the sun is, you know, a sphere. Okay. But it's not burning on the inside. I don't think it is, no. Why? It doesn't make any sense. It would have gone out. What about the density of, um, of the gravity of the sun that's just made the gas so damn dense that the flames can't penetrate? I mean, I don't. I actually don't know if this is even. <laughs> this might be a dumb question because I don't know the physics of it either. But um, um, so there are solar years. I think they're broken up into uh, eleven-year cycles, where they have they've developed something called RCA theory, 
Mm -hmm. Basically, from that, they can measure energy output from the sun, and it's constantly been going down, and it's at the lowest point it's ever been right now. Okay. I'm not sure what that means. <laughs> That's what I mean. I'm a little bit, I'm a little bit off the wall when it comes to that sort of stuff. What's the moon? Um, I think the moon is, uh, my personal belief, self-luminescent. What's that so, mean? So it's the equal and opposite of the sun. It's just a, it's a, it's a light like the sun. What's it? Why? With, with why equal, it equal and opposite um, properties. Is that, is that a sphere? I have no reason not to believe. That it but the but the moon is. isn't a light, though, is it? It's just reflecting light from its surface. Well, that's the conventional model, and that's what I'm saying. I don't necessarily believe that. But you can see it in the day; it's not emitting light. Well, it might be emitting a different kind of light. Like it might be emitting what um, kind of light? Uh, uh, so, if the sun's light is uh, like nourishing and providing it with photosynthesis, then the moon's light would be the equal and opposite, so it would be putrefying. Um, That's not really how light works, though, is it? How do you mean? What do you mean? It carries energy in it. Well, light's waves. Yeah. Um, Sun doesn't um, emit photosynthesis, I believe. No, but it causes it. Yeah, well, photosynthesis is just the process, right, that plants convert light into energy. Yeah, yeah. Um, But the moon... So the moon would have an equal and opposite to that. But this is just kind of made up theory. Yeah. This isn't based on any kind of understanding of what we know of light. Yeah, again. This so is throwing what we know of light out the completely out the window. Well, I mean, so we should. Why? Because I mean, the idea that speed the speed of light is a constant is a prob- is a big problem. It's it's not ever really been measured as a constant. They just came up with the idea that in the 20s and 30s when they had hundreds of different measurements of the speed of light at hundreds of different places that they decided to aggregate all the different speeds and say, well, now that's the speed that we're going to roll with for everyone from now on. Then there are different universities that have been able to bring the speed of light uh, to a complete stop. Which universities? I think it's the University of Toronto. That doesn't make any sense. Bringing the speed of light to a stop. Like, like a light pulse is travelling and they were able to bring it to a standstill. It's very confusing. I don't understand that. Yeah, I know. Are you sure that's a thing? Yep. <laughs> uh, what would people uh, now, now, Google to find any information out on that? Bringing light pulse to a stop. Now, I think, again, I'm not a scientific bootlace, so I think what I've, miscon- what I've confused there is the word pulse. That may be different to what you're describing as a light wave, and that's why they were able to bring it to a complete stop. Again, I don't know the ins and outs of it. So it seems that there's a lot of... Sorry, I, I say this with um, respect. It seems like there's a lot of, of the science that you're speaking for that you don't understand. Well, of course. I mean, I don't try... I, I, I but, try. You're, but you'll say with such certainty, so we should, um, you know... Throw uh, the model of what we know of light waves in the in the bin. Yeah, I think it was Rupert Sheldrake's uh, TED talk, mm-hmm. the one uh, that got pulled down. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, if it was wrong, what he was saying was wrong. Prove him. Prove him wrong. Don't, well, uh, which, which which part? Well, he was saying that the speed of light was never measured consistently at several different places, 
It was oh, measured okay. differently at different places. So what the scientific community globally, worldwide, if you will, did <laughs> was, um, was come up with an aggregate of all of the different measurements and say, well, that aggregate, that average, is now the speed of light. And that's just what we rolled with ever since. I don't remember that part of the speech, but um, I'll have to rewatch it. Yeah. Um, and are you sure people haven't proved him wrong? I mean, that's another thing that I hear a lot is, um, you know, people can't prove that wrong. And then you just Google it and you find examples constantly where they have proved it wrong. But, well, for, I mean, for, for that to be valid, you have to accept that they're not liars and that, that science is correct, which uh, conveniently flat earthers seem to be like, yes, well, science is incorrect. And it just seems like a very convenient thing to disprove anything that... Um, well, science is, science is tainted by money. I don't, I don't. I don't think science is tainted by money. Maybe some scientific institutions, in terms of where the funding might go to fund the scientific method, is a brilliant thing. Yeah, one hundred percent. But that's not um, that. I mean, that is science, right? Science is the quest and uh, for what is truth, and constantly trying to re-prove, uh, find holes in that argument. I think one could make a distinction between the scientific method and what science is today in our culture. But I, I think you're talking about maybe. Like, you talk about gravity, there's no one who knows... Oh, that's another thing. Let's talk about gravity. Yeah, we'll get there. Yeah. But, like, just as an example, 99% of the population would not be able to tell you of a, uh, a experiment which revolves around gravity or proves gravity. It's something which is... Tape. Okay, and I know this is something that flat earthers hate. What about when I just do this? Just drop something and it lands. Well, the... Okay, so he just dropped a piece of paper. And it floated to the table. Mm-hmm. So that would just be that the the density of the paper is more dense than the air. So it fell. Uh, but there need, there'd need to be a force pulling that down. No, it's a natural equilibrium of weight, of density. So Not really. So you put oil, you make, you make a vinaigrette. Yeah, but, that, but this is still relative in. to what's up and what's down. Yeah. Yeah, so what's the up and down? Because, I mean, density isn't a, isn't a force. Well, you've hit the floor. Yeah, so, so you can't there's go any a force, further. So there's a force. So it's a natural equilibrium. Between no, there's a dent- force pulling you down. Nope. Yep. Because um, buoyancy t- and density are only... They're just... Um, they're, they're not forces. They're just um, relative to their force. It's a, yeah, it's natural equilibrium between the two things. Within space, so you're when you're walking along the street, I don't th- you're more really dense than the air that you're in. So you're falling until you can't fall any further. But why fall? Why don't you just shoot off into the left or shoot off to the right? Because there's a force pulling down. Not necessarily. Yes, a hundred percent necessarily. Because if 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 you're just talking about density and buoyancy, why would I not like if there's more air to my left? Why wouldn't I just fly to my right? There's a big gust of wind or something to my left. Why would I not just fly to my right? Because um, because I'm denser than uh, my left. There's a force. Well, yeah, that's the wind. No, there's there's a f- why down. Um, okay, that's so where the force comes so from. So what? W- okay, gravity. so what you're yeah. Basically, the answer to that question. Is there? It isn't why down. There is no why. It is an observation. The of of a force. Something dense 
will sink until it cannot sink yeah, any but further. Sink is relative because sink could be left, sink could be up, sink could be right, sink could be any direction, okay. depending on uh, what's more dense in front and behind. And that's the the reason it sinks is because there's a force at play called gravity that pulls to the ground. Yeah, now see, uh, I don't see the need for gravity in that explanation. But I you're just, still you're still working within the, an up and a down like frame. I just, I just see the oil. I like the um, the example of the vinaigrette. So you put the oil and then you put your balsamic vinegar in, and the balsamic vinegar sinks to the bottom and but the do, oil's on the top. But do that do that same experiment upside down. Because the gravity is affecting the vinegar more. But do that experiment the same upside down and the. If you do that upside down, the oil will go up. Only because you're looking at it upside down. Yeah, so you're still taking down as a... But that's your your observer point that you've changed, not the not the the actual product. So like what what is up? Why is up and down constant then? To you, it's not that it is a constant. It's just like why don't we just float off this plane? Oh, because we're too we're denser than the air. That we're in. <laughs> I think we're going around in circles here. Sort of, but it's very hard for people to grasp. I've spoken to people about this for months before. That one day they're sort of like, "Oh, I so there's get no." What you're so saying. what you're saying, there's no force. There's no forces. No, it's a natural equilibrium. So there's no physics of the density of particles. Yeah. So there's no physics. No, there is physics. That's the physics. A natural equilibrium of the density of particles. But what I'm saying is they're just okay. I'll wrap this up because we're going around in circles. Yeah, yeah. But they're just relative to a force a buoyancy and a density are only relative to a force that's pulling them down as far as i understand like i mean that doesn't really make any difference but they don't if have no that, yeah right and that's that. part of the scientism it doesn't have to be relative to a force they can just be but what, just what is a, something heavier like, in relation to okay um i i i've got it i've got it two brothers one Weighs a hundred. Let me, let me. You are one who weighs one hundred and fifty kilos, and he's a big fat man, big fat blubber, blubber juggernaut, right? Yeah. Job of the hut type character, and he's got a twin brother, who is muscle, like just lean, six pack, big old biceps, all the rest of it. They both weigh one hundred and twenty kilos, let's say, right? Right. One of them takes up a lot more space than the other, the fat one. Yeah. Because fat weighs less than muscle. Right. But muscle is denser Yeah. than... So the, the muscly brother, if, um, if you were to measure body mass index, they would submerge them in water to see how much of their body but is again, taken up by fat. This is only in relation to a force pulling down. Like if we were, if you are in outer space, there's no down. There's if no you're down. in outer space, you're just analyzing how dense floating. they are, and then you can work out how far they will fall. If you're in, in the outer water. space, which I don't know, you, which I don't think you believe in, but if you're in outer space, you would get vinegar and um, uh, oil and a fat guy and a light guy, and they'd all just float around equally because there's no force pulling them anywhere. Right. Right. I mean, that's the theory, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, moving on. <laughs> I apologise to the listeners if I any science-minded people out there who are just slapping their heads at me because I didn't 
really do a good job of arguing that one, but oh well. Anyway, <laughs> but if you if you look at the, the the density chart for for things, they 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 do it by measuring it in water. So the uh, centimeter of water cubed has a certain density index, and that's how they determine body mass index. And basically, that's going to be able to determine what um, you know where things sit on a high on a on an up down scale. We we have no reason for um, gravity as flat earthers because and I've had a couple of scientists um, admit this to me that you know they're not very happy with it but yeah density could probably explain everything they need um, there's a few things that they have a problem with but they come into space travel and that's when I start saying well that doesn't so yeah for all practical day-to-day purposes you could you could use density apply that to the problem of gravity and you could work out how to launch rockets and attack your neighbours and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> Which is, you know, why we have it. So <laughs> um, Practical applications. Who are your main sources that you look look at? I don't really have main sources. Just borrow bits from everywhere and kind of form your own? Yeah. I've got a couple of guys who I, I like to listen to um, rant. Mm-hmm. And they tend to point me in certain good directions. Uh, I really like Math Powerland. Yeah, I can't stand that guy. Yeah, most people a... absolutely hate him. My, my partner absolutely loathes him. You've sent me a few videos and I've watched them from start to finish because you said this really blows my mind. Yeah. And I see a failed actor with a really inflated <laughs> ego enjoying the sound of his own voice. Oh, he loves the sound drama of his own voice. And really just doing these like uh, ego-stroking monologues. And mm. um, I think he's a liar and a fake. Mm. Yeah. Um, interesting liar speaks, and a fake, though. I don't really think so. I don't think there's <laughs> much interesting about him from what, I've, um, from what I've seen. So I looked him up yesterday. And sorry, respect that you like him. You know, we all have our own opinions. Um, I looked him up yesterday just to see what he's been up to. Yeah. <clears throat> um, he's got a kid. He called him Atlas. Cool. Cool name. <laughs> oh, the cool name club of fucking 2019. Um, so on September 26th, just like a day or two ago, he posted a video, which he claimed he filmed, uh, titled Skeletons Driving a Jeep. And he's driving and he's like talking and he's just filming, again, shaky cam so you can barely see anything. Yeah. And he's like... That's what he's known for. Showing a Jeep driving and there's just it's just laughable. These like little models of skeletons sitting in the back <laughs> and then um, one kind of positioned in the driver's seat. You can't really see much and it's got glowing eyes and it looks at him and he's claiming that they are androids in the shapes of skeletons <laughs> driving Jeeps. Um <laughs> That's just fucking nonsense. But it's a crazy metaphor for a crazy mind. But he's lying. What? He's talking about the idea that self-driving cars, androids that's, driving cars. That's what he's saying with... what? Are the, okay, what are the odds that the See, I just put it together guy, and it took me two seconds. No, but I mean, he, he He's a nutbag. Of course he is. But, he, but he's what, just the point he's trying to make credited. always goes around about. But he gets there. I hear him. I so, love him. <laughs> wait, so you're saying that he, he staged that? He's talking. I haven't seen the video, but I imagine what he's talking about is androids replacing um, drivers. So you've got yeah, automated driving cars. Yeah, but he's putting cars. it out there as if he was just driving along and some skeletons were driving a car with glowing eyes and the skeleton looked at him. Yeah, he's like walking around with zombies everywhere. What are the odds that the conspiracy guy came across that? 
<laughs> whose like prime source of attention is coming up with new content for conspiracies. What are the odds that he is the only one that saw and filmed that? I find it very sus. Yeah, I don't know. I'm looking at that but, video too much. He's an artist, so you know he talks like a crazy man. But that's a lie. And what? This, this, what is what? He saw skeletons in a car. What's the lie? Well, he clearly made it up. He clearly staged this. Yeah, thing. yeah. It's like a funny little skit. Doesn't that make you question whether he's? It didn't seem like a skit. It seemed like, whoa! Now look what's happening. He does that all the time. Doesn't that make you discredit all the other shit he's saying? No, no, no. Even though he's not posing that as a skit, he's posing that as this is this if, is what's happening now. I mean, I'm I'm an interesting case. I wouldn't apply this to most people. But if you are right about one thing that blows me away, even if it's just a question and you're not even saying declaratively this is the way it is, but just the question makes me question something, you know, I'll pretty much put up with all your shit for the next hundred hours worth of YouTubing. Right. So it doesn't really matter. <laughs> Credibility isn't very important to you. No, no. As long as you're interesting, making me laugh and question things, even if you're wrong, I'm downs for it really. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Right. You have to be. You have to be as a conspiracy theorist. Otherwise, you know, if you want, if you want see, a level like of professionalism. No, but when I just see that, theories, theories, just, when I see like, things ugh. like that, I just kind of makes me think. Okay, well, this guy's just looking for any kind of thing for content and is kind of just wanting attention, wanting likes, wanting clicks, giving the audience what they want. Um, and that's kind of to me what that whole his whole channel is, and the whole flat Earth thing that he promotes is. So, like, I mean, in the um, well, his major promotion is crossing Antarctica. Yeah. If anyone's watched Behind the Curve, I think the Netflix doco. Have you seen that one? Oh yeah. Yeah. What do you What do you think of that? Well, I mean, it was well made. It was well produced. It was uh, a little bit disingenuous. Just a little bit. What do you think of Mark Sargent, the the guy that they follow? He's an around? agent, one hundred percent. Okay. Agent living in his mum's basement? Uh, he is an agent who's been paid for and set up since about 2004. I mean. According to Math Powerland. So Math Powerland, for those who have seen this documentary, they briefly um, portray Math Powerland. They, can't, they don't have him in it, so they kind of portray him with uh, animations um, and him kind of being the guy who tries to divide the flat earth uh, community, yeah, um, the community, the flat Earth community is built in the behind the curve as like some happy coagulation of like-minded individuals who aren't arguing at all, and then Math Powerland comes in with his ego trip and tries to be the king of flat Earth and ruins everything. From <laughs> my few videos of watching Math Powerland, that was exactly the kind of person that I thought he was. And then when I saw that portrayal, I was like, that is exactly the kind of person I thought he was. Yeah, look, I don't yeah, totally think he, I don't think he'd be very good at working with others. I'll give you that. But also, just just a massive ego trip. As soon as the attention was put on someone else, he decides to go to war. Yeah. Um, so and, uh, one one big thing that Math Powerland does is he claims that he used to work for NASA as an artist, a yeah. painter, yeah. Um, to fake images of Earth. Yeah. Um, he claims that he was working for Cirque du Soleil. Okay. I couldn't find any evidence of him ever working for NASA in my brief little... Yeah, and for the record, I, I, I honestly, I don't believe that he did. But doesn't that kind of... No, that doesn't bother me at all. Okay. Because... So he's, li I, I, he's a liar. I, I originally started saying to myself, 
So, you know, so I'm watching this guy. He's like, I used to work for NASA and I had to paint this moon of Mars. (laughs) And, um, you know, so all I did was this, this and this. And, you know, there's your your Mars moon. Um, Now, I'm watching that and I'm thinking to myself, okay, did he make that painting? Wait a second. It's irrelevant. The fact that I can't tell is worrying. It's a bit of a trick, though, isn't he? Great trick. Well, I mean, that, I mean, yeah, I, I see what you're saying. It's, it's, yeah, it's kind the of, role of art it's in, good to get in, our, perce- in our perception. You know, and you, you look at NASA as an art house. It's mm. a very interesting concept that slips most people's mind. You think of them as rigid scientists, but they have to have a whole graphics department to sell their photos, mm. make them look prettier, mm. make them look more realistic. Put some lights in there. Oh, that's Africa. Less lights. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think he's um, rubbish. But um, ba- I just purely based on the fact that every everything he's I've kind of researched on him kind of comes out to be based on falsehoods. I found find it very hard to. I, I know what you're saying. He can create an image and be like, "Hey, can you tell the difference?" And if you can't. Yeah, Somehow that proves that everything's a lie? Not that it's a lie, but oh my God, it's a great place to start questioning and start mm. just to start appreciating art from a new perspective. Like art really is this like powerhouse for our understanding. Mm-hmm. You know? mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you start asking, well, why did they use the same artwork against us? Like why did they wait? Why didn't they wait until I was... 16 before they told me I was living on a ball. Why did they do it when I was in prep? I think most people will find they did do it when they were in prep. That's what I mean. Why? Why did they do it so early? It's such a complicated topic and you're just saying, this is what you live on. It's a ball. Um, It's like, it's a little bit bullying almost. It's like, really? let, let, Let me grow up, have a questioning mind and then we can discuss... The most intellectually challenging conversation, you know. That seems like your preferences, though. Most other people would be like, "Why have you waited so long to tell me this?" Nah, I don't know. Like, it doesn't doesn't seem to me like to be in the forefront of the need to educate a child that they live on a sphere. Hmm. Seems a strange time to introduce that to the educational system. Hmm. You know, a little early. Do they? Teach people a prep? I mean, I don't... I'm not sure of the specifics. <laughs> I haven't looked into it. But, you know, it's pretty early. You know, you get you get the globe in in, that, high sc- in, in primary school. I'm pretty sure we get the globe um, in primary yeah, school. Yeah, I'm sure we do. Yeah. Yep. Um, is it... Um, uh, so, yeah, kind of coming back to the Flat Earth community. Um, what, a, what a community it kind is. Kind of goes from, you know, like that math powerland thing of breaking it up and in that, in that film behind the curve, it's painted as a very nice kind of unified thing. But uh, as far as I've been looking into the community, it seems like no one can really agree on any one thing. Um, and there's a lot of flat earthers that will say things like... So one that I found very amusing was uh, that was going around kind of viral that was Australia is fake. Oh, yeah. That, yeah, everyone loved sharing that. That, that, was... that. That's not a general consensus of flat earthers, is it? I've never met a flat earther who thinks that. You don't think that? No. No. Okay, good. <laughs> 
It's ridiculous. So that's that's just used I, as a I even after, platforming after thing. a couple of months of people being like, hey, look at this guy. He says Australia doesn't exist. That's just like a flat earth argument. I, after a couple of months, I started watching a few videos. It's like a 16-year-old in his room just going, they just got names for towns like Wagga Wagga and Humpty Doo. I mean, they're just, they're fucking with you, man. And it's just like, <laughs> it's like, do you have an actual argument or is it just the names sound silly? Like, yeah. as a conspiracy theory, I'm really into crazy conspiracy theories, yep. but he's got nothing to offer. He's so there's just, just one guy. He's just so stupid. I've okay. never met anyone who seconds that guy. <laughs> Good. <laughs> um, uh, what else did I want to ask you? Um, yeah, what... Uh, okay, so one thing that we're kind of talking about when we're talking about the sun, you don't know, but... There's many, many different theories. Uh, one thing when I was kind of scattering around and trying to find answers for every reason for potentially an Earth being curved, it seems like they're all individual reasons made up that don't really uh, intersect and work together. They're just many standalone theories of why the sun does this. You're why talking about conventional Oh well, like I mean, every time I was like, okay, what is a season, or what is um, what is the sun? Are you talking about flat Earth models? Yeah, flat yeah, Earth right, explanations yeah. for physical things. Yeah, um, yeah. there's a, a there's kind of explanations, but none of them kind of fit in with a unified model of a replacement for physics or a replacement for science. There's no, they're all just kind of stabs in the dark ideas. Um, yeah, yeah. Whereas I feel like the globe Earth uh, explanation very neatly ties up all of those um, uh, questions. They're well, they've had a bit of time to practice. I mean, if you were around in the time of Copernicus... when It's everyone, very complicated, though. Yeah, like, yeah. This would be more complicated. I, I'm just not sure whether you appreciate just how complicated it would be to make up not just an idea to blind everyone, but then the maths behind it and the physics behind it... Um, Oh, because there's maths and physics. That's why it's so easy. <laughs> Explain that. Most people don't care about maths and physics. 99% of the population do. is just many, right over their heads. But many people do. So, like, I mean, there's... um. But they're just punching numbers into a thing. Like, so you like, just think they're fake numbers? or No, no, no. Like, if uh, if someone's got an equation whereby they need to put in gravity, I can do the same thing, but give them... Just call it density and just have the exact same mathematical equation. Yeah, but you'd be describing a force, but you're just calling yeah. it something else, which would be, I mean, you could call it anything. You could call it, um, you know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You could call it that. But, I mean, that would still be valid. It just all, all that's different is you're using a different word, which is fine. If you could call it density, you're changing the meaning of density. Yeah, you're ascribing the values of whatever you're measuring to mean a certain thing and you could make it whatever you want. But, yeah, I mean, what's your question with regards to, like, flat earth, how all that? Um, it just seems that the most sensible explanation for all of these questions are very uh, logically explained with the current model. Right. And basically what I would say to you is, um, you know, early days, in a nutshell, if you were to start, um, you know, back when Copernicus was uh, 
still alive, let's say, because his ideas were not accepted until after he was dead, um, he would have said, well, look, it's so obvious, we live on a ball. And then they would have said, well, everything's explained by the model we have. So you're just trying to come in here and change it. So it's always more difficult for the person trying to change it. No doubt there. But eventually science prevailed. Well, the church prevailed. I wouldn't say science prevailed. But their scientific ideas about the globe. Yeah, the, globe the, thi- uh, the, globe the church had model. to hijack in order to maintain relevance. Yeah. So you, out of the Renaissance, which is where they discovered that they lived on a ball, mm-hmm. the church, which was being delegitimized throughout the Western world, was f- saw a way to progress and modernize. And they went, we're going to abandon the old flat earth model and, in, and embrace this new technological understanding of telescopes and say ball earth and then that prevailed in all of the educational institu- institutions throughout the Christian world. It's very much a Catholic church thing. Well, it? actually, I'm glad. I nearly forgot to even ask you this, but this is going to be And the Catholic another... church, look at the Vatican. Go to the Vatican. you just got fucking naked old men, naked babies and balls everywhere all over the... F- and balls, by balls I mean planets, just so you know. I'm using okay. the word balls okay. to be derogatory. But it's, it's like a culty little thing. Naked babies and balls. Well, I wanted, I wanted to bring it up back to religion because the more I've looked into Flat Earth, I see that there's more and more ties to Christianity. Massive. Massive. And you yourself have, uh, in recent years, like the last two years, or a year and a half even, deci- uh, decided to declare yourself a Christian when yep. you never have been in previously in your life. True. So... I don't know, to me that just kind of seems like... Um, Backward. No, but like, I mean, <laughs> the flat earth theory, when there's all these things, if it seems that there's a big connection to Christian ideas, um, so I mean, a lot of conspiracy theories you can kind of go down, like another reason I got out of conspiracies is like so often it would like go back to, oh, the Jews control everything. And oh, it actually horrible, got, got very it? anti-Semitic. And I'm yeah. like, okay, well, actually, hold on. What's the real agenda being pushed here? Yeah. There's an agenda, like there's actually an anti-Semitic agenda here, um, which I found that is probably uh, only a few people are seeding, putting seeds into the the conspiracy theories and that they can, they can grow into really bad things. I, I see that there's an agenda uh, in the flat earth community uh, that's kind of a Christian... Uh, Agenda, not not necessarily um, an agenda of like an end game, but an agenda that the it's these old biblical ideas that people keep um, going back to, and if it's converting people to the cause, then that's a good thing for the organisation. For the Christians, you mean? Yeah, yeah, not, yeah, yeah. I just think, um, as a free thinker, how come you of all the religions? Um, why did you choose spirituality? Uh, sorry, why did you choose Christianity? And also, why why is that coincidentally um, all the religions that um, the flat earthers happen to pick too? Well, not all of them. Mm, a lot of them. Very big in in Islam. Okay. Pakistan has certain schools that are teaching flat earth to kids. But um, that's an Abrahamic religion, right? Yeah. So that's kind of still going back to the same old ideas. Similar, yeah. 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 So it's this kind of... And I'm pretty much on board with that. I'd I'd basically say that, you know, the Abrahamic religions are right and all of the, you know, Muhammad was a prophet. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. 
peace be upon him, just like they say Jesus was a prophet. And Flat Earth got you into religion? No. I was I got into religion before uh, through my understanding of banking. <laughs> <laughs> Which I reckon we should um, definitely save that for another a whole other podcast. Yeah. Because yeah. that's a big topic too, the yeah. journey down the, uh, taking down the... The banks? Yeah. Um, um, but that got you... Religion was reinforced by Flat Earth massively. So what, conspiracy theory kind of got you into religion or...? Yeah, yeah. And specifically Christianity? Because, I mean, essentially, as a, if you're a conspiracy theorist, you're looking for the biggest conspiracy theory there is, and, you know, that's Satan, essentially. Don't you think that the <laughs> church were kind of always the ones that were... Uh, suppressing of the information and things in, in history? Yeah, well, any true Christian hates the Vatican. We absolutely loathe Catholics. Yeah. Hmm. So, what you believe that the Bible is the true word of God? Mm, yeah, it's pretty close. Pretty close? Yeah. <laughs> okay. There might be some translational errors there, but. Pretty yeah. close. Yeah. Adam and Eve was a legit story, not don't, a metaphor. Don't know about that one. Don't know about that one. Noah's Ark. Um, I'm more inclined to believe that than most people. Yeah. One, two of every animal was on a boat. Explains why there aren't a lot of animals that were there. <laughs> hmm? No unicorns. They didn't make it to the boat. <laughs> but honestly, do you, do you think that one of every animal was on a giant boat for a flood? One of every animal that needed to be on a boat, you wouldn't need to put a turtle on a boat or a whale. But there's many, 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 that many, lost. many animals. Yeah, there's many that we've lost. And you would also be able to have evolution create different types. Why didn't, why didn't lions just, you know, cut sick on everyone? Well, there probably would have been a proto-cat. A proto-cat. That um, evolved? Adapted. Adapted. And shed its... Shed its um, uh, genomic material according to mutations in order to adapt so over the centuries. Sounds like you're getting at that you don't believe in evolution? Oh, of course not. No. <laughs> of course yeah. not. Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> Is that because the Bible uh, says that's rubbish? or No, that's a, a reversion back to, again, why flat earthers are becoming more and more popular because um, every time they tell us something... And we go, okay, let's pl apply the scientific method. It comes up short. You can't use the scientific method to prove evolution. Like, there's no experimentation. It's, uh, it's. What about genetics? As our, as our very intelligent friend once said, it was Tim Naylor, he said, it's unfalsifiable, which is very good for someone trying to argue some for something. If you can't prove me wrong, you can't prove me right either. Therefore, we're lost in a a whirlwind of debate and discussion. But God created us. Why not? It's just as, <laughs> just as logical as evolved. There's no evidence to say that there's a God. And by the way, I'm not um, an atheist. I, just, I, I'm, I don't know. I'm yeah. not uh, anti-God. I'm not for God. I really just don't know. But yeah, I mean, that's, a, that's a weird one because, you know, I mean, I, people say there's no evidence for God. I don't know. I I think there is, but it's not an evidence which satisfies others. Right. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Yeah. And I know that it's not what I would call scientific evidence. Mm. You know? yeah. Do you um, um, 
Has flat Earth uh, made your life easier or dif- more difficult? <laughs> hmm. Do you do you find it's actually just kind of weeded out the people that you don't really have time for, and you surround yourself with like-minded people, or is it actually just made social interactions more difficult? Um, is it? Do you think it's actually making people ask more questions, or people just ridiculing you, or I don't know. Um. You, you tend to have this effect of like, for me specifically, I'm constantly trying to find um, ideas which are very controversial, which are at the forefront. Yeah, of, that's one thing that know. you've always done. You've yeah. always looked for controversial ideas. Yeah. Um, you found one. Um, you found a few. <laughs> it's, it's not, yeah, it's, it's not that I want it, but um, if it comes naturally with it, then I'm, I'm comfortable with it. And what was the question specifically? Was like uh, whether it's made your life more difficult, more or difficult. Whether it's kind yeah. of enriched your life. I would say that it has made my life more difficult, but um, it's not necessarily a bad thing. It's um, there is a, a, a real level of frustration when um, you can see in someone's face, you know someone you've just met at work or whatever and someone tells them... You bring this up at work? <laughs> of course, I bring it up eventually at work with people I've worked with for like 10 years. Okay. You know, I yeah, know yeah, them pretty yeah. well. Yeah, yeah. Just but, you know, it's a new person at work. Mm. Someone tells them, oh, yeah, Anton believes in the flat earth. It's not really where I would start a social engagement. Yeah, of you course. You know what I mean? Um, <clears throat> and that's made life pretty difficult. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a really frustrating thing to look at people and see in their eyes, oh, my God, he is so stupid, and just be thinking to yourself, I'm not, I'm not that stupid, you know. Right. Right, right, right. Yep. <laughs> this is a long and winding path which took me here, and I'm not that committed, you know. <laughs> like, mm. it's just so you're not question. that committed? Well, I mean, like, what do you mean by committed? I mean, <laughs> you, your word's not mine. <laughs> yeah, it's a, weird, it's a weird one because with, with Flat Earth, what are you committed to? Well, actually, that was kind of how what I are you to committed to wrap this up. Would be like, so what's what's the end game? Uh, what's to be um, proved by proving this? What um, what what do we hope to achieve by pushing flat Earth? What what do the flat Earths want to get out of it? Um, and really, I know you kind of answered it with the land, but like, why? What's the main motivation for these people pushing this theory? Um. Well, you're going to be able to, if it's right, you find more land or yep. you prove that there is a god. If you find there's a dome and we're living in a snow globe or there's aliens controlling... Search for, search for a higher so meaning. Answers, whatever that is, you know, which is the age-old human thing. If it's wrong, it reinvigorates the space, space program. Right. So there's um, really no wrong we can get from it. No, no, no... No dire straits whereby humanity is threatened. You know, people talk a lot about, um, oh, the rise of flat earth will cause the downfall of, you know, Western civilization. I've heard that claimed before. Mm. Uh, I just sort of think, there's no need to be so melodramatic. I mean, mm. if we're wrong, you can laugh at us. Yeah. Let's take bets. Let's run it through betting companies, you know. Yeah. Go across Antarctica. If we get to the other side and you're waiting there as scheduled, you know, on the other side of Antarctica, as you said it was, you can laugh at us. If not, we get a new country. 
about, you know, like. <laughs> well, I, I was going to run through this thing, but I reckon we could probably wrap it up with the last question. Um, you're saying if we're wrong, you can laugh at us. Um, that was kind of around my last question was, um, here's to uh, draw the title of the show into the question. Um, <laughs> are you in too deep with your ideas uh, to turn you back on them? So if you found stuff that maybe might prove it's completely all rubbish, do you feel like, honestly, I say this with respect, do you feel like you're uh, really overly like committed to these ideas? Do you feel like you're, you kind of have invest, you've invested so much time that you need them to be right, you want them to be right? Or if you could find something that would prove it all to be rubbish, like what would, would you admit that? Well, yeah, no, I, I don't think I would have any um, struggle in um, being proven that it was mm. spherical. I wouldn't um, have any problem with that. What would prove to you that it was a spherical Earth that we live on? Um, I reckon, um, so, across Antarctica in a straight line. Why would that prove? Um, because a straight line... Um, with different teams, like not some guy alone on skis or whatever. I mean, a team of people who are taking like Hansel and Gretel style, like a rope, mm. spike it every 50 metres, spike, spike, and then go all the way across Antarctica. Um, why would that prove it? Because there's no way that you can manipulate the straight line Um with you know, land masses that we can't verify and stuff like that. You just couldn't, be couldn't going you just in fly, a straight line. Couldn't you just fly? You could around, fly, around, fly No, but around the world. Yep, and that's again. No one's ever done a circumnavigation of the world north to south, which is very odd. In a plane, in a boat, in it'd be anything. very dangerous. So there's there's one reason they don't fly over Antarctica, but they do say they could, um, is because there's a kind of a rule where you can't fly out outside. Well. It's not a strict rule that they say, but it's, you can't go further than an hour away from a, an airport, provided you come into danger. So, out of just sensibility, they don't do that. Yeah. Um, which kind of makes sense. To kind me. of makes sense. Kind uh, of. Well, I mean, we've got a church in Antarctica. We'll set up an airport there, there? and make it a bit easier. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, Orthodox. But yeah, but Orthodox who, Russian who's going to fund that? Who's going to fund that? Like a, a commercial airport. Yeah, well. I mean, who's yeah. going to live there? Who's going to operate it? Flat Earthers would be able to come up with the money. So, all, all we're at the moment. Who would in, operate it? At the moment, we're in, we're engaged in trying to fundraise a boat expedition of six different ships. Okay. To go where? To go to Antarctica and cross it in a straight line, and it's supposed to be six different teams. Really? All with six different belief oh, systems. Fuck! I hope there's a TV show. Uh, that's the whole idea. We're trying to build oh, it God. as reality TV. We're trying to have that. bets on it. We're trying to do the whole <laughs> shebang. You know. Oh, where if do we're I wrong, pledge? laugh at us. If we're right, that'd be entertaining. More land, you know, it'd be great. Yep. Um, <clears throat> awesome. I think that was pretty fun. That was great. Yeah. And anything else you want to add? Anything else you want to elaborate on? Did we not cover anything that you? Did I not ask any question that you'd like to kind of point out? Uh, Maybe okay. Someone who was wanting to get into flat Earth, what would be the holy grail that would convert them? Holy grail of information that would convert them. Oh, photo wall painting. This is the question that starts everyone and gets them just niggling and hating and just going, what the 
why can't it just be a photo? Right. Photo or painting. Okay. That's so what starts people. Expand on that. Just look if at you've seen the, the images Earth, of Earth. If you've seen the Earth as a ball, Google it. Get specific like a journalist, mm-hmm. like you were in a court of law. Is it a photo or is it an image? Yep. Is it something which is doctored in a computer program like Photoshop? You look at... Um, I can't remember his name, but there's articles on the, the the gentleman responsible, works for NASA, graphics operational manager or something. Mm-hmm. You know, he says, you know, every photo, every, he says, quote, you know, every photo of the earth is photoshopped because it has to be, you know. Yep. Um, Any message to your haters? Start there. Me- to the haters, just relax. <laughs> this is not the end of the world. We're just asking questions, you know. Oh, actually, we, if, you know, you know if what? you're so confident, just let us embarrass ourselves. We'll get there. Don't worry. Actually, can I just say one thing that I did want to? Sorry, we meant to try and wrap this up, but oh well. Message I'm enjoying the it. Haters. Um, one thing that bothered me in the flat Earth doco that I saw, which actually got me questioning whether or not, hey, let them have their ideas, let them explore their ideas, or if this is actually dangerous or damaging, was when they're at a conference and some eight-year-old to ten-year-old kids came up and were asking questions um, about Flat Earth. And then Mark Sargent was like, oh, how old are you? This is amazing. And then like, yeah, no, and then the parents are like, yeah. oh, we're three generations of Flat Earthers, parents, or grandparents, parents and children. And basically, you know, I, I think that, what do they say? Something like the kids are being pulled out of school and they're being homeschooled. Yeah. That to me seems troubling. When children are being pulled out of schools um, and being taught you know kind of hey don't listen to school don't listen their, their education suffering on a whim that it may or may not be right without any evidence um, that to me kind of I found a bit troubling yeah when you're kind of brainwashing children into thinking the current system's a lie we found out because we watch YouTube videos um, yeah, and, yeah and, I know it's uh, frightening isn't it yeah. what, what do you think of that it's frightening it's frightening that kids are being taken out and told flat earth is real or it's frightening that we're being told a lie from the beginning. Not, not necessarily. Th- that kids are being told that the Earth is flat. It's, f- it's, it's frightening that it's gotten to that point. Right, but if it progresses, the, the, if it grows, a, there's it's actually gonna... there's actually a section of the community which is saying my distrust of the government is so much that I don't want them talking to my child. Well, that's a problem. But if flat Earth grows, I mean that that's going to grow. Yeah, but homeschooled education. The kids do better. They earn more money. They're more socialised. They have uh, better marriages, less divorce rates. Better so, socialised? Yeah. What's this all based on? Well, I mean, <laughs> if you Google it, you'll have a look. They they, they score in the... Google, I think, I Google think, homeschooling, Yeah, I think it's, I think it's uh, homeschool score, scores in the 82nd percentile of standardised testing. Okay. So, you know. Hmm. Cool. That's pretty good. Awesome. Well, thank you. <laughs> thank you so much for coming, Anton. I really appreciate this controlled discussion me. without turning into a yelling uh, match, which it does with some people who just want to say you're a moron, which I've witnessed these conversations. Um, I really enjoyed it. Um, did you have fun? Oh, very much so. Great. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. And thank you for being my first guest on my new podcast. Yeah, good times. Check um, it out. Yeah. Check out Math Powerland. Check out Flat Earth. Yeah. What else should people check out? Is there anything you want to plug? Or No, look, I don't really want to plug anything because Flat Earth does not have a really reliable source material. 
Um, I'm sorry, but you're you're on your own on this one. You're just going to have to get lost in the rabbit hole. Excellent. Enjoy. Excellent. There's no one who's better than another. There are some <laughs> people who are very silly, and there are some people who are very smart, and I suggest you listen to all of them if you really want to, but most of you won't. So yeah. Just enjoy your lives. Awesome. And don't hate the people who might think it's flat. The end of the day, Unless they're, they're, they're their kids out of school. Yeah, they're only gonna <laughs> they're only gonna reinvigorate your space program if they're wrong. So let and if you're confident they're wrong, let them be wrong. Awesome. Thank you everyone for listening. Um, I hope you made it to the end. I had a lot of fun and look forward to the next episode. Cheers. Thanks everyone. Thanks Anton. High five. <laughs>